Now, before we get into this episode, I have a special announcement for you. And that is, I'm holding a four-day transformational mindset and marketing event on the beautiful island of Bali, Indonesia. Now, this is the second time around that we have run the Master Your Influence event, and the last one sold out as we filled the room. Now, I'll be holding the event on July 23rd to July 26th with two incredible leadership experts who have impacted tens of thousands from stages around the world and have created a truly fulfilling lifestyle for themselves and their tribe. Now, I hear all too often that the path of an entrepreneur is a lonely one. And I can tell you, it's true. I have experienced this myself. So this is your opportunity to move out of loneliness and into collaboration and high-level creation with a tribe of game changers, entrepreneurs, philanthropists, inspiring creatives, and many more that will impact your life forever. So just imagine, over the course of four unforgettable days, you will not only learn powerful new ways to master your influence, you will also get to deepen your relationships face-to-face in a fun social setting in the evenings and spend time with myself and the other speakers. So this is an invite-only event and you must apply for it if you are ready for a powerful shift in your life. Now head over to imjoelbrown.com slash event. That is I-M-J-O-E-L-B-R-O-W-N.com forward slash event and watch the video before you apply. Now just remember the person you'll be at the end of this exciting getaway will blow your friends, family, and your followers away when you return home. Applications are limited. Get on it now. Don't miss this. We are maxing out the room very soon, okay? So jump on it today. Now let's get into this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with Dr. Darius Daniels, who is a spiritual leader, a change agent, and a life architect who leads thousands upon thousands in his ministry and is also such an incredible, powerful, inspirational speaker. Uh, And I'm just so excited to have you here today, Darius. I know the energy that you bring uh, to the audience. And so I'd love to really like tap into this and see where do we uh, find our genius and how do we tap into that same kind of energy that you have. So thanks so much for joining us today, Darius. I appreciate you. Joe, thanks so much for having me. Excited about this and you and all the value that you bring to my life and the life of so many others and hey let's see what happens beautiful brother beautiful so darius like i said you have a lot of energy when you speak uh and i can tell that you're really aligned with your values right you're really in it you believe what you say tell me mate how did you get into this craft and what would your advice be for people out there that are looking at uh, tapping into their genius and really finding the message that they're uh, born to, to deliver to this world? Well, you know, I think there are a few things I, that I would say. First of all, there's going to be a degree of experimentation that's involved. And I think people to some degree can often be uncomfortable with that because that takes time and it takes patience. Because one of the things, one of the ways I discovered what I was passionate about doing was also discovering what I was passionate, what I was not passionate about doing and what was not life giving for me. Now, I am not one of those guys who who advocates or asserts that everything in life that you do will be something you want to do. (laughs) There are times I find myself in long meetings. I don't prefer long meetings. So you have Mm -hmm. to do some things you don't want to do to do things you love to do. Yet at the same time, 
I think there is a degree of experimentation that's involved and you'll see those things and those areas of passion will become kind of unearthed to you. That's, that's mm-hmm. one for me. And then two, where is your innate genius? Where is your, you know, John Maxwell talks about the law of intuition and 21 irrefutable laws of leadership and how wherever there is this genius or this intuition, there's also, also going to be this gifting. And so I feel like that your calling, purpose, whatever language a person would use to describe the ultimate contribution they want to make to the world, your calling and your gifting won't have two different addresses. What are you passionate about? Mm. What are you gifted for? And I think that those are kind of the two markers that I use to kind of help me find my quote unquote sweet spot. Damn, I love that. Absolutely love it. That's very <laughs> useful information. Thank you so much. Darius, you're a minister, right? You've been in ministry for 16 years now. You were just sharing with me before this call. So I know that you would often uh, be approached by people that are struggling with issues. I mean, we live in a world where there's a struggle of, of the human soul going on all the time, right? What do you believe are maybe just one to two things that you see as a, a common uh struggle within the human soul one is um identity wow this this whole identity crisis and and by that i mean one people having an accurate understanding of who they are in light of their own gifts talents and abilities as opposed to comparing themselves through the lens of someone else and i love social media and i love I, i love it i utilize it i discovered you on it Yet at the same time, many people aren't able to manage that properly. And so they begin to measure their own success and worth by someone else's yardstick. Mm. And so <laughs> and so one of the things that I say is you cannot chase your identity and your purpose at the same time. Right. Purpose requires that you have an accurate understanding of who you are, that you embrace your strengths your values and the contribution that you're able to make and bring to the world. And when people aren't clear or comfortable with who they are, then I think it just creates tension in the soul. It's unfulfillment, it's anxiousness, and you can never find real joy and happiness. Wow. Yes, yes. Such a huge uh, issue nowadays. And, you know, this whole comparison thing, like putting people on pedestals, what that does is it, it essentially you say, well, that person's so good, they're so up here, their potential is so high that you minimize yourself in the process. And I see this happening yeah. over and over again. It's crazy stuff. Darius, yeah, what's really. your superpower? Resilience. Resilience. It's, it's, it's going to be resilience. And I'm going to say for me, that comes from my faith um, because... <laughs> Whatever wisdom I have, and I don't know how much I have, but whatever wisdom I have, it has been gained through the school of experience. I say your mistakes can be a prison or a school. You determine whether or not they become a prison that imprisons you or a school that educates you. And if you're going to learn from the mistakes, the missteps and the mishaps, um, for me at least, it's required (laughs) resilience, just not quitting, not giving up making a decision that I'm going to dust myself off, heal my ego, and keep going. So I'm going to say for me, without a doubt, it's resilience. Oh, man, I love that. Absolutely love that. Darius, you've led thousands upon thousands of people, right? 
from the stage. What would have to be the number one piece that you love delivering? What, what really like speaks to your heart that you just really love speaking on? It's going to be transformation. That's one. So, you know, I, I feel like I think that's what kind of helps me on the stages. I'm stepping up on the stage, delivering a message that I at least believe in. One that is a value to me. And I'm going to say what I'm trying to get across to people is the possibility of transformation. No longer, no matter how long a person has been stagnant or stuck in a specific uh, area, whether it's relationally, whether it's financially, whether it's in the area of their career, that with the right passion and principles, that's important to me. Like passion is like gas in a car. Principles is like the GPS, though. It's, it's going to get you where, where you want to go. So I think with the right passion and principles that, that transformation is possible. And I think that gives people hope if you're like me, where you've seen areas of your life where you like to see progress and it's not moving at in the direction or at the speed you'd like to see it happen. Sometimes you can kind of just disbelieve that transformation is even possible. So I think that's going to be it for me. Wow. Wow. And so, Darius, you're a man of faith, and I'm sure that you've uh, experienced some pretty divine uh, experiences in your life. What would you say has been probably one of the biggest uh, miracles that you've experienced unfold before your eyes or prayers answered? What, what, uh, what have you experienced so far? Oh, man, I've got I've to choose. I feel like my life has been kind of littered with them. Not <laughs> that it happens, happens every day, but there are so many key and significant, um, I think, pivotal moments for me that I see as miraculous at least. So one of which was when I was graduating college, I had plans all laid out to go to law school. Wow. And um, yeah, I'm talking about until my, well, I have my letter. I went to grad school uh, seminary at Princeton and I have my letter of acceptance framed um, and it's, it's on the wall in my office and it's not because, um, it's an acceptance letter. It's because of the date of it. Oh, wow. The date is like, um, I can't remember, but it's April something. Um, and I was graduated from college in May. I didn't get my acceptance letter until a month before, because that's how long I waited before I made <laughs> the decision not to go to law school. Oh. And I had no no data for it. If you would have asked me what would have been my strategic plan, I did not have one. But I internally sensed. Now, in, in my line of work, for me, the language I would use, it was God. But I, I sensed intuitively, very strongly, this is not the path for you, which law school. And you need to pursue this other path. And my parents were confused. I was confused. But we wouldn't be talking now huh. had I pursued the path that I was looking at pursuing. Um, I met my wife. I, there's so much that has happened in my life because of that one decision. And to some people, they may call that coincidental. For me, when I look at all of the dominoes that fail as a result of that one decision, following my intuition, I'm going to say that's miraculous. That's powerful stuff, man. That's powerful stuff. It's the whispers of wisdom that are coming to you, right, from God above. It's, 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 
crazy and you know i think that we live in a world so often now where we just like consuming ourselves with like we're talking about social media before but distractions that we can't hear that so much anymore it's we're just so about the things that we want in our life i remember uh, i was speaking to one of my friends and <clears throat> you know i said recently i said you know i've spent 28 years of my life living in my purpose and now i'm living in god's purpose she's like what's the difference wow. I'm like i'm coming from a very different place it's, it's so much about service it's so much about like integrity right you talk about principles it's having principles that lie beneath your heart right it's living by principles and not doing what's popular but doing it based off principles uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, man, he works so many wonders in your in your life. It's incredible. I think God's got a lot of patience, man. When I look at my life, <laughs> he's put up with a lot with me. <laughs> Woo, you and me both. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny stuff. Wow. Yeah. So, so Darius, what advice would you give to uh, young up and coming individuals, men or women, uh, that are looking at? Uh, stepping into leadership? You know, one of the first things that I would say, and this is this is going to kind of probably sound weird, but it, it's going to be this. The most important person and the most difficult person and the most um, consequential person you'll ever lead is yourself. Yeah. So I would say that mastering the art of self-leadership would be the first step I would tell someone to take because then you'll be able to lead others out of the well of the wisdom that you created from your own experience as opposed to and I'm all for learning growing raising your leadership lead that's important but I think there is something rich about a leader who's able to lead based on their own experience and you know there are times particularly with young leaders they may feel frustrated because they feel like I'm not getting leadership opportunities. I'm not getting a chance to get experience under my belt. And I'm like, yo, you get to lead somebody every day. You, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, right. Right. yeah. if you can't convince you to do the things to reach your goals and you can't convince you to operate at peak performance, then it's going to be really difficult to, to do that with others. So that's, that would be one of the first oh, things like that. that master the art of self leadership. I love that. Absolutely love that. Wow. Do you have any actionable uh, steps or exercises that you often share uh, with those that are struggling to make it in this world that are looking for a way to maybe restructure their life or to get into a good yes. practice and into a good flow. Yes, yes. So th the first thing is value clarification. That's huge for me because mm -hmm. fulfillment is going to come and I think your highest levels of productivity are going to come when there's value alignment. So it's one thing to have proclaimed values. It's another thing to for those values to be actual priorities. So for me, I use acronyms. And uh, I live by, so my values are F6 values. So it's my faith, it's my family, um, it's my fitness, it's my faculty, that's my job, it's my finances, and then last but not least, it's my friends. So those are kind of my, my six. And so for me, I think whatever tool someone uses, clarifying and documenting, you know, there's, there's an old scripture that says where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. In other words, no vision, no discipline. 
And so for me, I think clarifying those values are incredibly important. So that would be the first step. Um, writing those things down. You don't have to use an acronym like I did, but I don't know, it served me well. So um, value clarification, that would be one. And then goal setting that is based on the values. Does that make sense? So if a person says faith is a value for me, then how are you setting goals that are going to that are going to help you live out that value in this current season of your life. Yep. And so those are kind of two steps that, that I take. I do that actually every year. So my goals are set for a year. I revisit them weekly. I shift and adjust them <laughs> uh, probably at least quarterly. But I think to me, those are, those are the things that have served me well. Oh, I love that, man. So tying your goals to your values so that it supercharges your discipline to hit them. Absolutely. Oh, wonderful stuff, man. Wonderful stuff. Darius, what excites you most in life? What are you focused on and what, what just really fires you up? Well, you know, besides my my family, and you know, I think I'm going to say this too. It's really is helping people experience transformation so they can become the best version of themselves. But for me, that starts with my family. So seeing that purpose, I I think if people aren't careful, we can make our greatest contributions to the world while skipping over people who matter to us the most. Yeah. And so that's not something that, you know, I want to be the case with, with me in my life. And so, seeing that happen with my wife and my kids and also seeing that happen with people who in some way find uh, what I do, what I teach as a source of inspiration for them. Mm. I think that's what, that's what excites me the most, man. Seeing the, the light bulbs come on, the people get it, them, make it, them being able to tangibly point to areas of improvement in their own life, not this ambiguous I've grown, I'm growing, things are better. Um, but really being able to point to tangibly how life is improving and getting better. That's what kind of gets me going. Oh, amazing, brother. Amazing. Thanks for sharing that with us. Darius, you know, I've read hundreds of uh, self-development books over the years. And I've got to say that the Bible for me has got to be unparalleled to all the other development books, personal development books I've read. Uh, and, you know, I, I, whether you believe in, in, in Christ or not, uh, there's some incredible wisdom in that book. Like that book is literally like the dust on the book is like glitters and gold, right? Like it's an incredible book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would love to ask you, what, what is your favorite verse from the scriptures that you believe the listeners of Addicted to Success can apply to their life today? And maybe create a little bit of context around it as to like maybe like how you've applied it yourself or maybe a story that comes along with that that would be really powerful for the A2S listeners. Yeah. So th- there's, there's a, a, a statement that Jesus makes to his apprentices. And um, the word that the Bible uses to describe them is, is disciples. But we would use the word probably mentee, apprentice, student um, in our current cultural context. And so he's talking to them about the art of 
mentoring and discipling others. And he says to them, the blind can't lead the blind because they both will fall in a ditch. <laughs> so to right. me, yeah. that the implications that that has for anyone who wants to add value to the life of someone else, the principle I have applied from that passage is this, me first, me first, me first. Development with me first, clarity with me first, uh, even in the context of entrepreneurship or um, you name it, it's if something goes wrong, leadership context, if something goes wrong, I look at me first, it's not always my fault, but if I'm the leader, it's my responsibility. So my own clarity is incredibly important because when I'm adding value to others, they are trusting, they are following, they are being impacted by my own life. And so if I'm blind and they're blind, we're both going to fall in a ditch. <laughs> I love it, man. It's funny that I feel like the theme of, of what we've been talking about, it often goes back to the idea of like it really starts with you. You've got to take that responsibility for not only your success, but also the responsibility to, to lead others effectively. So I love, uh, I love the theme of this conversation. I love where you're taking it. Beautiful stuff. Now, as a leader, could you share with us one time that you maybe slipped up, that you messed up? That you made a mistake. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's oh. only one time, Darius. <laughs> only one time. <laughs> yeah, you are. You want to know about today? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to give. Um, I want to give a very kind of specific example. And so there was a uh, team member who I think is who added value. Who's no longer part of our team, but who added great value to our team and I think could have been a part of the team if I had been quite frankly a better leader. And, and I want to tell you exactly um, uh, what I meant, what I mean by this. So there was a season in my life where I didn't know how emotionally immature and unintelligent I was. So like it's possible to be spiritually vibrant and passionate live ethically, but be emotionally immature, not just unintelligent, but immature. And so when you are leading and serving and adding value to people, that impacts and it influences what you do the way that you do it. And if you are, as I was in one season, a people pleaser, you become so conflict avoidant that you ignore signs of self-sabotaging behavior in those that you're leading because you don't want to, well, I didn't want to engage in the kind of courageous conversations that will point out those things and in love and in their best interest, call them to an area of accountability. So this person kind of spiraled out of control engaged into some, engaged in some incredibly destructive behavior that ended up really negatively impacting our organization. It negatively impacted their reputation and it cost them their job. And I think some of that could have been headed off and addressed if I had been in a place where I wasn't getting so much affirmation from what I was doing, 
and the people I was doing it with and whether or not they were pleased with me. Dude, thank you for opening up and being vulnerable and sharing that. <laughs> yeah. That's courageous. I got to say, yeah, a lot of people wouldn't like to admit that, right? Like you've taken responsibility in that and, 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 and owned up to it. And uh, that's just a great example of what it means to be a true leader. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, this, this yeah. people pleaser thing. I mean, we've all experienced it. I remember I shot a video the other day. I like shooting inspirational videos and we're doing a series right now. And one of them was on self-betrayal, betraying who you truly are. Like I remember I was making decisions in my life based off uh, whether it would make me look cool, uh, whether it would be uh, approved by others. I would make decisions because I hadn't trust myself because I wasn't paying attention to my own needs. And this all comes down to this whole people-pleasing thing, and it's, it can be really damaging. So I love that you've shared this, and that you know it's a problem really for a lot of people. How did you break through from the, the people-pleasing uh, struggle that you had earlier? Well, frankly, uh, this is going to be a non-glamorous answer, but the pain of not changing uh-huh. was worse than the pain of changing. Mm-hmm. It was costing me organizationally so much it was costing me um, even in terms of my own fulfillment and joy. It was costing me so much because when your sense of self isn't just tied to the way people think about you, when your sense of self is tied to your accomplishments, right? I think everybody in their line of work, you have peak seasons, seasons where doors are opening everywhere so many opportunities you can't take advantage of and then there are seasons where things don't necessarily seem to be going in that direction um i know we like to think that it is always an upward trajectory but sometimes it can be roller coaster ish in terms of the way life and work goes so even if if a sense of self is tied to accomplishments and just how the business is going if it's going great you're going to be great if it's not going great, you're going to feel like you suck. And I just got tired of living on that roller coaster because in my line of work, I have the blessed privilege of being exposed to people who are dealing with real crisis. And it puts some of the, some of the things that I get exposed to that people are dealing with, the loss of children, terminal disease, all those kinds of things, it really puts not getting a lot of Instagram likes in perspective. <laughs> you, know, that's, you know, that's that's not a real problem. So, you know, that's kind of that's kind of what happened. And, I, you know, I feel like whenever you acknowledge something that needs to be addressed, the next step should always be a conversation with someone who has an area of expertise in that specific area. So that was kind of my next step when I just got tired of being frustrated organizationally and personally. I took a next step and I began to talk to people who specialize in heart healing, emotional intelligence. And I began to get mentorship on the steps to take on becoming more emotionally whole and intelligent. So I read books that were recommended to me on that. I engaged in, um, and still to this day, I engage in journaling. I engage in journaling, which helps me be aware because self-awareness is the first step to emotional intelligence. And, um, so for me, I think those were kind of some of the steps that I take and took. And I feel like that's an important lesson for anyone. Whatever area 
you feel like you may be struggling in or stuck in, it is important to seek out the advice, the counsel of someone who could give you wisdom in 30 minutes that you can learn on your own in three years. Yes. yes. I think that's important. I I love what you've just shared. Uh, Self-awareness is the first step to emotional intelligence. It's so true. So true. You're so right. Uh, You know, what's funny, like, you know, when I coach, often before we get into the session, I I have to highlight the benefits of what it means to actually have a mentor. And I have to understand the importance of even me getting mentors myself too, right? But what it is, is that like, you can't hide. When the questions are starting to be asked and you've got to answer them and you're in there and you're connecting the dots and you're thinking like, you can't hide from anything, it shows up. Uh, And sometimes we get so in ourselves that we don't see it from the other side of the coin. And it is good to have a second pair of eyes looking at us from a different angle and giving us a different perspective. So I love that. Makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Darius, uh, you're doing a piece at the moment on uh, manology. That's the theme, right? Can you tell us a little bit about this or just something that you feel would be really uh, useful for the Addicted to Success audience that you've shared maybe so far or you have coming up? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I know it's a hot topic. We might even have to do a whole episode on like on this topic itself. <laughs> yeah, but it is this um I think the the essence of what I'm communicating is that there should be a um a degree of empathy that exists between the male and the female gender. When it comes to our differences, there are some, whether we want to admit it or not, there are even some, uh, there are some physiological differences, even, uh, even mentally, like when it comes to the structure of the brain, there are some differences. There are some differences that research shows in word count in the amount of words that not all, but generally speaking, that a woman would use a day and that a man would use a day. And so this teaching on manology that I've been doing is my attempt to kind of <laughs> highlight some of those uh, distinctives with men so that people can understand how to better relate to their husbands, their brothers, their fathers, their sons, etc. Because if there is not empathy, there can be an unintentional demonization of those differences. When I think uh, as opposed to demonizing them, we've got to learn how to appreciate them and find the value in them. So that's kind of that's kind of the heart. <laughs> that's kind of the heart of, of, yeah. of the series. And, um, you know, it's really been interesting. I bet it's funny because it like at a glance, it could be controversial. But as you get into the detail of it, it's like, oh, wow, there really are differences. And and there's just so much uh, that we can un- like seek to understand about each other. It's crazy that men and women even get along, man, to be honest. <laughs> like how different we are. It's, it's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, well done for doing yeah. that. I think it's such an awesome conversation. And you know, we talk about leadership. We talk about uh, self-awareness and emotional intelligence. You were saying that you keep fit and you keep the faith. And, and now we're talking, you know, relationships. Everything is touching everything in our life and so it's so key to really like get in and find the balance and and put attention into each one and and make sure you have your healthy habits in place in each area so you you've highlighted so many amazing points in this and i really appreciate you for that darius darius uh you know i watch your videos and i see the content you put out and i i've got to say like if you're listening right now to this podcast 
you need to check out Darius, at least on his Instagram and Facebook. Jump in there. He has some videos up on YouTube. He's all, all over social media because his content is that hot. So make sure you check him out. Darius, how do we find you online? Well, everything is my name. It's Darius. The key is it's, it's, it's Darius with an H. So it's D-H-A-R-I-U-S. Daniels, D-A-N-I-E-L-S. So it's Darius Daniels on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. That's even my website, DariusDaniels.com. So everything is Darius Daniels. Excellent. And I, I made you sound a little bit posh and fancy there with the Darius with my Australian accent. <laughs> I like it. I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> nice, brother. Nice. So Darius, uh, I always end the interview with this last question. All right, and this last question is, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Yeah, that's a good one. Well, for me, quite, quite clearly, it would be this. Um, there's an Old Testament passage where the writer acts to learn how to number his days. And so I would say to anyone that we have been blessed with the privilege of days of time. That time is a limited resource. It's a, it's a precious commodity. It's the currency that you must be willing to exchange in order to receive what you value most. Cherish it, use it wisely, use it like you know you'll never get it back again. That way you can live your life rejoicing and not with regret. That'd be it. 